Yo, yo, yo. What's good? What's good, man? How you doing? Not too much, man. How you doing? I'm all right, dude. Is uh, is the noise volume okay? Yeah. Is mine good? Yeah, you're good, man. I'm just okay. uh, I'm cooking too, and um, I didn't charge my phone, so I'm at twenty percent. So I'm gonna charge up for a bit, and I'm gonna put the headphones in and see if it gets quieter. Okay, gotcha. What are you cooking? Um, uh, just working. So making caps tonight. Gotcha. I hear it, man. How's that been? It's okay, man. It's been slow, but orders are picking up again. You know, like it. There's usually like a couple of downtimes because I only have a select amount of people that mm-hmm. you know, like get from me. So when they're not needing stuff, I'm not really working. And then once they need stuff, I'm working again. So I just need to get more people and then consistency, right? So that's all it basically is. But um, no, nah, man, life's just been a bunch of ups and downs lately. What about you? Um, I mean, I would say it, it, it's been the same. I mean, honestly, you know, which is um, the newest thing I really started um, was I really started taking fasting very seriously, you know, um, something I didn't really think I was really going to do. It just kind of happened. One of those things, it's just, it just kind of happened. Um, I went on like a four day Four and a half day fast. Mm-hmm. No, man, it was honestly life changing. Truly. What happened? Tell me about it. Well, like on the second day, remember I told y'all I was getting a new car. Yeah. On the second day, we were looking at cars, and like on the second day of my fast, and it was like the whole process went way too smooth. It was like everything was synchronized. Hmm. Like I found the perfect car for the perfect price at the perfect time. And it all happened on my fast. So, I don't know, man. And just a lot of other things too. Like I feel like fasting and prayer is a lot stronger than we think. Truly. Okay, let's talk about that. What do you mean by prayer? Well, obviously, prayer in itself holds weight. You know, you just, you just kind of sending out to the universe what, in a sense, that you want. You know, sending out to the universe the energy that you want to receive. You know what I'm saying? Because we are the universe, obviously. So really just sending out to, in a sense, your higher self, you know, which knows everything, which knows that anything is possible, you know, sending out that energy of what do I want, you know, and you really focusing on that. You really putting time and energy and effort into focusing on what you're trying to achieve, you know, what you can work on and asking the universe to show you things and to help you, combining that with fasting, what it does, you get outside of your flesh. Because obviously we're living in our flesh. But once you weaken the flesh with fasting, now your spirit can come out stronger. Mm-hmm. Truly. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 
That's interesting discoveries. And you're still uh, retaining too, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Damn, dude. Yeah, you're, just storing, you're just storing a bunch of you're just storing a bunch of energy. Man, I'm trying to. That's why I I, I gotta meditate. You know, I just gotta really transmute it. You know, in the right ways because obviously it can go in the wrong ways. You know, if you're just not grounded in this energy, if you're not grounded, then it'll take control of you. And you can use it for the wrong way. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. It's very true. Well, let's go, dude. Okay. What kind of car did you get? I got an Infinity uh, G37. Oh, dude. And you like it? Oh, I love it, man. It's great. It's great. And seems to be going okay and like running just fine. Perfect, perfect, Ooh. perfect, perfect. Guy with low miles. Um, the dude sounding, he didn't even want to sell the car. So like, it, he was so desperate though. Uh-huh. Meaning, so he, he, he sold it at such a price that it was just it was a no. It was the first car that we saw. That's that's what I'm saying. I was lined up to see five cars, and the first car I saw was a perfect one. Dude, that's dope. Yeah, truly, man. So now, but like, think about the journey you had to go to get that vehicle now. Yeah, had a message to do. We had a coordinated time. We had to meet there, obviously. Dude, you had to hit a deer. You had to buy that other car that didn't work out. Mm, that's what you're saying. The whole timeline. Yeah, dude. Like, think about like everything that had to happen for that car to become yours. Plus the fact that like all of the shitty stuff had to happen to that guy. Right? Like his, that guy's misfortune had to happen for you to have your visa. That's true. Right? Like it's pretty wild. It's true. That's actually very true. Yeah. 100%. We really only look at it like that's, dude, I think that's a good way of like talking about perspective. Right? Like, we we normally just see it from like our perspective. We do our best to see it from a couple other perspectives, but we very rarely ever see it from like bigger perspectives. Like, you know, like think of the planet right the planet right now is observing this moment from two different perspectives it's just viewing me and it's the perspective of viewing you Mm -hmm. but it's putting it's putting both of those together to record one episode yeah right so there's like so much going on and we just we barely even like understand to pay attention let alone pay attention and, and see this shit uh, I, I couldn't agree more right but that's good okay so you're feeling good you're eating healthy too right yeah yeah I mean today I broke relatively yeah I mean, today I mean I didn't eat the best when I broke my fast but like I told myself man life is a learning experience and the better you learn from your experiences, the less mistakes you'll make in the future. 
you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just learning still, man, because I don't remember the last time I did eat for four and a half days, you know, so. It was just a learning experience, truly. Dude, that's fantastic. How So, was that your first fast, or was that the first one that you felt like you did successfully? It was the first long fast, because I definitely, like, I've intermittently fasted, you get what I'm saying? So, I've fasted before, but, like, not prolonged like that. Not at all. So yeah, it was it was probably one of my first prolonged fasts of just you know just water, not like obviously. So you really lock yourself, man. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like I really learned, like bro, we spent too much money on food. I really like, I really learned it. Like gluttony is real. Oh hell yeah, dude. Like, I really learned it, bro. Like, what am I to eat today? And, like, I'm not looking at anything with a judgeful eye because I know I will be judged, you know. And I've, you know, sinned, done wrong. But, like, we're not to eat today. And, like, I was looking at everybody. We went to Olive Garden, this uh, Italian place, and I was looking at everybody. Like, there's only, like, two people in this whole restaurant I've seen that are in shape. <laughs> like nah bro this shit is real like I'm telling you like this pastor said like if you can't overcome the power of your belly and turn away food how could you ever overcome a demon that's keeping you in yeah. the flesh and that is real I'm telling you you won't there's no mm-hmm. way because all they need to do any lower vibrational negative demonic entity that wants to you know, play out negative things in your life. All they need to do is keep you in your flesh. Now you're on level playing field as then. Carnal mind thinking, fleshly thinking. Not being your spirit. You know, your higher self. If you're in that, they have no, no commandment over your life. Because you're on such a high vibration that's not in your flesh. So, yeah, man, like, the world needs a fast. It's obvious. Like, I mean, it definitely says it in the Bible five million times, but ask a hundred Christians how many of them have fasted in the last three months. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get a lot of no's. Oh, do you get tons of no's, but they sure do eat good. Exactly. <laughs> It should be eating good, man. Yeah. And that's just filling your fleshly desires. Of course, you have to eat. You don't have to eat that much. We don't have to eat as much as we think that we do. We just think that we do because our body is a computer. It goes off what we program it. That's what I'm saying. Like, this fast opened my eyes because I really was not even hungry. After I broke my fast, like, I still wasn't really hungry. And one of the reasons I broke it, because, like, obviously, like, I was still working out. So, like, I'm not going to go too long with my fast, you know, just because I am still 
working out, you know, doing aerobic cardio type. Like, yeah. I'm going to just work around that, you know. But, I mean, man, I'm telling you, I really was not hungry. And it just showed me a lot. That, like, the body is what you program it to be. Well, 100%, man. Um, Casey fasted once, I think. It was either for seven or nine days. And he was working out during that, too. But he said that after a certain amount of time that he just had way too much energy, that it didn't matter working out. He just had, like, he was in that zone where, like, energy just was abundant. And he wasn't even worried about it. All he was doing was drinking water um, mixed with potassium and... Yep, smart. Keeping uh, his electrolytes. Exactly. Yeah, and pink Himalayan salt. Wow, that's exactly what I was doing too, bro. That's yeah. so weird. I, uh, when when I do it, I just straight water fast it. Nothing else in it, man. I hear it. I hear Pardon? it, man. I said I hear it. Everybody, everybody just has to listen to your body because your body will tell you what it needs. Exactly, man. And like my most is five days. That's great. That's, that's it, man. That's all I could do. And I was like, fuck this. But I have done, I did a juice cleanse for seven days. And that was, uh, that was my like first real introduction into like liquids, like doing it for a while. And I bet you now after be, doing fast, I'd be able to do that juice cleanse way easier. Just because I wasn't used to it back then, but now I could probably like really like bang it off. And that's the big thing, right? So you talk about um, the concept of low vibrations and demons and whatnot, right? If we were to just, um, let's say that we were no matter what, you wanted to call it demons, you wanted to call it um, program, but let's say that no matter what, 100% are always responsible for our lives. Right. One hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. With gluttony, we to ourselves. Yeah. <clears throat> like at the end of the day, you are the one that put the water in your body, or you're the one that put the chocolate bar, or exactly. Like I pizza, right? Yeah. And so, what we're really dealing with is an internal battle of yes and no, meaning that we're fighting old programs with new programming and deciding which one is going to become quicker. And whoever wins that battle, the more that they win, the more that that becomes the default. Kind of like the more that you visit a browser, like instead of Google, you visit Safari or something like that, or you visit Firefox, the more it'll ask you if it wants to, you uh, if, if you want it to become uh, the default browser. Yeah. Right? That's all it's doing. Right? That's all the body is doing is saying, do you want to do this task easier? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Right. And and one of the things that we are programming our bodies is to eat too much. So our bodies then say we're not getting enough in because this is what you programmed us to think. Exactly. Right. But you'll also learn this while fasting that um, with it ever came down to it where <clears throat> you had to go a few days without food just to pay a bill. I bet you know now that you can do that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The fucking money. Like, it's real. We don't see it. Like, 
We spend way too much fucking money on food. Why do you think these General Mills, fucking all these fucking big ass poisonous ass companies have billions and trillions because it's our fault. We allow them. We can make all these companies go bankrupt. Literally. What if the world, you know what I'm saying? What if we started regularly fasting, not obviously, you know, it's like every day, but like putting that in your schedule sometimes, even if it's 24 hours, and eating healthier. These companies would go out of business so fast because they have to put up so much capital, you know, to pay for, to box the material. You know what I'm saying? That thing, those cost millions and billions of dollars to even put food in a box. You know what I'm saying? So they're putting up a lot of money, you know, paying for the uh, um, the warehouses, the warehouse stuff, to paying the people. So like they're putting up a lot of money in we just pay their paychecks, pay their bills. You know what I'm saying? Because we're living in our flesh. I'm telling you, like we really should not always just follow every everything your body says. Because like we talked about, your body is a whole separate entity than you, than your spirit. We just have to work with the body. But the body is not us. The body in itself it's just a programmable being, you know. Well, not the body, because the body. I, can, I, can I interject something in there? Uh huh. Do you remember the movie Avatar? Like yeah. The the one with the blue people. Yes, yes. Avatar is think a great like, movie. Think of it like that, right? Like, yeah, okay. We can say that the body isn't us, and like I say it too sometimes, but I also say that the body is me. And that I'm really only the combination of spirit and um, the body, right? Like when both of those are combined, that's when I exist. Only reason I say that, if you want me to interject, is because if we were the body, then people wouldn't be getting body snatched. If you really, if you really get what I'm saying, if we were the body, people, because what I'm saying is we would always stay the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. I'm with you. Like, um, I'm not saying I'm not saying that. Um, I'm saying it's both, right? Like, I I agree I'm, it's both. I agree that it's both. That's why we work with the body. I totally agree that it's both. Right, but what I'm saying is we're not spirit either. That's what I'm saying, right? We're not either of those until spirit and body combine into one. I That's become us. I agree. Right, and so like, it's um, it's that it's the imbalance of <clears throat> ego and spirit, where um, spirit, and this is this is where people have it a little bit more incorrect. It's not necessarily ego that's trying to control things. It's ego fighting back. And if you think about it, think about what's going on in society today, where like. Anybody that's fighting back against the regime, against the order, is looked upon as a criminal because of because they're causing chaos. Yeah. So the ego is screaming out, saying, no, I don't want to do this anymore. And spirit is saying, no, you're going to do this. Yeah. Right? 
it's a slave master system that we don't really look at because we think that we are spirit and we think that we are not body when the more closer to the truth is is that we are neither spirit or body we are the combination of both which is a soul you do not exist lando if we were to take your consciousness out and put it into another person that would not be you you do not exist outside the body and the body does not exist without you without that core component of spirit and body combined together of ego and spirit writing each other or mind and body together spirit and ego together creating the soul mm-hmm. that's really what we're talking about here right and so like when we're overfeeding ourselves or when we fall into any of the seven deadly sins it's one of two things but, but it's always it's it's a matter of balance and to come to it it's a matter of falling out of balance is what i'm saying yeah yeah no i agree i agree right. whatever you are but, balance. but but what you were saying when it comes to what you were saying yes 100% it is um, our programming that is forcing the body to eat. Yeah. Right? It's our conditioning. And the thing is, dude, we've been conditioned to believe that breakfast, lunch, and dinner are three separate things. Yeah. When really they're just food and they're just different opportunities to give fuel into the body. Yeah. And the concept of breakfast is really two words put into one, which is breaking a fast. Exactly. You do not need to have this thing. You do not need to break your fast every day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm with you, homeboy. And I feel like when I, when I going deeper into what I was saying, we're not independent of the body you see because going back to what you said we connect the spirit and the body we're not dependent we're not independent of the body meaning we're not just the body that's kind of what i'm saying that whenever you're living in your flesh you're in a sense disconnecting from your spirit and your soul because you're living independent of the body you're just living in your body in the flesh you're not living in balance with your spirit and your soul. You're not balancing yeah. the two out. You get what I'm saying? So that's kind of what I'm saying. That without the balance, you are living independently in your in your flesh. You're not even living in your spirit. Your spirit mm-hmm. is not even alive. Because it can't be. You're too dense. That's what people don't understand. Our spirits have no density. There is spirit. Right. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's true. Well, the thing Only- of it is, you're thinking it, like, think of it, right? Like, how you're thinking of it in, in the sense of light. And think of it in the sense of, like, water. And the more dense the water, the harder it is for light to get through. Yes. Huh? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, like, yeah. it's, um, you know, we're, that's, and, and, you know, if you think about it, that's all we really are, right? And that's how we exactly. energize ourselves. So the, the, the less dense the water is within our system, the more light can travel through it faster, the more energy we can get through it, the more, the better we feel. Yeah. Right? Like, it, 
It really is simple math. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. Right, so, and it's, it definitely is that. So when we start spending too much time um, just doing body things, and, and dude, that can be working out and only focus on working out and not focusing on the rest of it, which is also relaxation, spirituality, um, service to the world. You know, all of those things balance us out to be That's a good That's what I'm saying, man. I even, it even changed my perspective on working out. Because I was in my, that's what I'm saying, like, whenever you really fast for a long time, if you are not looking at the ways of your life and really reflecting, then you're not even doing it for the right reasons. Because I saw, like, me wanting to always go to the gym all the time. That's my ego. Because why do I really want to go to the gym to try and be stronger than all these other people in the gym? It wasn't even for my own, you know, for my own reasons to grow in mind, body, and spirit. It really was to try and, in a sense, in a sense, compete with these other people, you know, to be so strong. Like, why do I need to be so strong whenever I need to build my spirit and my soul first? That's what's going to build physical strength and physical endurance. They're building that first, you know, Mm -hmm. not the physical. Feeding my spirit and my soul first, you know? So, you just got to look at things for why you're really doing it. You can't lie to yourself, you know? You really can't. Like, I don't need to go to the gym every day. And that's, that's kind of what I, you know, what I saw in this, like, on my fast, I didn't go to the gym every day. I went um, two two days. Yeah, I went two of the days. Maybe three, I can't remember exactly. I didn't go every single day. And I used to, you know, I go to the gym every single day. Mm-hmm. And it showed me, like, I don't need to. There's no reason to. If I don't go to the gym for three days, I'm not going to lose any fucking muscle. No. No fucking way. And you might go back to the gym actually looking forward to it. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Like, and, and the other thing is, is that the only reason why you were going to the gym was because of something you convinced in your head, this is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Right? Like, if you were to say, no, I only need to go to the gym three or four times a week, you'd only go three or four times a week and be okay with it, mm-hmm. right? The other thing is, is that, like, we all have our reasons for why we do things and why we don't do them, right? Like, some people go to the gym seven days a week because they're cheap as fuck, and they feel like they need to go to the gym seven days a week to maximize their membership. Yes, I I agree, and that's what I'm saying. That why are you really doing? Like, yeah. Who the fuck cares? You're gonna pay them anyway, you know. Like you're you're gonna go on a fucking vacation sometime, you know. Like you're gonna do things sometime where you can't go to the gym. That's right. So accept it, you know. Just accept it. It's true. That's true. We want to maximize uh, our, our gym membership and everybody just materialistic. 
I'm with you. Listen. Dude, we want to maximize everything. Exactly. Right? There's never, it never feels like it's enough. Exactly. Right? Until, like, think about it. This is completely, I would, how I would define human beings. We are consuming beings that feel like it's never enough until we're actually full. Then yes. it becomes too much. Yeah. There's no in between. There's no balance. Yep. Right? There's no... Right? When really all it is 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 on one end, like let's say it's, um, it's being healthy on one end, worrying about what you put into your body or, or focusing on what you put into your body and then um, that's on the going right that's the one end and on the other end focusing on what um the exercises that you do with the body yeah that's it that's all you have to do to work like to be concerned about your health are those two activities what are you actually doing physically and what are you how are you feeling mentally so that you are both running um efficiently Right. You, you can't tell me because I know you're in shape obviously you know what I'm saying like if you see a lot of people not in shape like don't you kind of think like how do we live in like this in the society honestly like I said not judging but just being real sometimes just being real is being real for real like it's our faults like you just said accountability why are we not being accountable for having all this excess weight? That is literally, see, what we don't understand is if our body and our spirit and our soul are all integrated and we have excess fat, what is that doing to our spirit and soul? If you really think about it, weighing you down yeah. in, the, in the spirit realm, I'm telling you, because feeling light, like I felt on my fast, and how I felt in the gym, dude, it's unmatched. I will, I will never care again about. Then this is what I'm saying. My ego, like I wanted to weigh a certain amount, you know, with me gaining weight and drinking protein and trying to be this big macho dude. Like, why? I don't need to weigh this certain amount of weight put on this weight. I'm not no NFL player. I'm not working out to, to you know, be some star athlete. I do this shit as a hobby, bro. Mm-hmm. As a hobby. I don't need to have all this extra weight. There's no point. Well, dude, you want to know my theory on that? You want to know why my theory on on extra weight, what that actually is? It's human beings eating their feelings and those, um, whatever you want to call it, all of that weight going and storing because they won't let go of the traumatic moments that are eating those feelings. I couldn't agree more. Right. Most people that are overweight and, and out of shape and whatnot aren't dealing with something. Yes. And once they deal yes. with that issue, whatever it is, 
they start to see the weight fall off because they no longer have to carry it around. Yes. They're carrying it around and they're hiding it behind being big. Yeah. And they eat food to feel better and then they feel like shit. So they eat more food to feel better just to feel like shit again. And it's a cycle. Exactly, man. Right? And the thing is, is that they do it to themselves. That's They're making themselves their own victims. Exactly. Like, man, that's so true. We cannot right? have a victim mentality because we're doing it to ourselves. And, dude, we're not like, it's not like you and I were like the thinnest dudes, right? Yeah. Right? Like, I was in, in 2011. My goal was to weigh, to drop 32 pounds and weigh, um, or to drop 33 pounds and weigh 199. That was my goal. I was 233 pounds in like 2011. I was a much bigger guy. And all I did was I stopped eating as much junk food as I did. And I started walking more and more. That's it, man. And I dropped 32 pounds in three years. Tell me. And I kept it off, dude. I'm I'm at um I'm at one ninety two to one ninety five right now. Yeah. And it's lifestyle. And and I still I still eat not as good as I could. I just exercise enough now. Exactly. To balance it out. See right? that's what I'm saying. We're not living in balance. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm saying, like. Man, people are battling the flesh. Like I said, people are literally battling the flesh. They don't know it. Meaning, they're battling their own mind. Yeah. We're battling the temptations of our programs. Exactly. Your mind is a battlefield where companies, people are literally taking hold of your life. Like I said, how do you think these big uh, food corporations make money? Because they're implementing, like you said, you need to break your fast with this new uh, uh, thing that we made, this new food that we made for you to break your fast in the morning. You get what I'm saying? They implement these things. Like This is what we need to do. Because they're profiting from it. Well, it's a control thing, right? Like, think about it this way. The moment people wake up in the morning, the first thing that they think about doing is having breakfast and eating food. Yes. Whoever is getting into your system is who controls you at the beginning of the fucking day. Yeah. Right? You let Quaker Oats get in, Quaker Oats is controlling you. Whatever they put in their food is what's going into your body, remember? Yeah. Right? But people just, they, we don't have people that have the ability to go to that level because if you think about it, we never really learned how to go deeper than than the surface level when we were in school. Oh, yeah, of course. We We were taught that the surface level is all you really need to go to, that... You don't want to go swimming in the ocean. That the beach is just good enough, and wherever the line out there of how deep the water is, that's how far we go to, and that's it. However, we don't. We don't allow ourselves to go snorkeling and go down and, and actually see what's under the water. 
Because if we we wouldn't we wouldn't accept what we see. Yeah. Right? The fact that people believing that they need to eat a bag in the morning only spiking their their sugar so that they add something else. Like, dude, think about it this. Think about this. Human beings drink coffee with sugar in it. Every single morning, human beings voluntarily put sugar into a substance that isn't necessarily good for them too. Or is unnecessary. Like, human beings do not need coffee in the morning. They oh. themselves oh. To, to need it because they drink it so often that they're tolerant, like that they have no energy. Yeah. Right? But now, but think about it, dude. Like, a two, like imagine putting two packs of sugar into your... It, imagine just opening up two packs of sugar and dumping that into your mouth. Right? And, and feeling good about yourself. Can you do that? Exactly. Can you say that you're doing yourself any good by by doing something like that? Exactly. No. There's no way. No way. What's up? I said there's no way. No, man. Right? But somehow human beings justify that type of behavior going, oh, it's just coffee. Oh, but I need my coffee. Oh, See? but I can't do anything without this. Right? Oh, you know, like, you have your vices and I have mine. You know, like, it's, it's mind your own business. We make excuses to treat ourselves bad. We make excuses to do the, the shit that we do. Ego. Whatever you defend is the ego. Because... We should right. Okay, hold on. Can we can we clarify something on that too? Because ego gets a really bad rap, and I don't think it is. What we're talking about is our operating system, right? And within our operating system is a checks and balancing system that wants everything to balance. And when things are out of balance, it either goes to the positive or the negative, right? That's the way that I look at it, right? So, like when 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 what you're talking about. Um, like what you're talking about happens, it's a subsection of the ego, but it's not the ego in totality. I, f- I feel what you're saying in totality, not, but it is a portion of it because well, if you really it, think about it, it's pride. It's, it's, who, like, let's, who, who likes to be wrong? If somebody came up to you and, and showed you how you drinking coffee, how you think that's giving you energy, but you're actually wrong, it's actually your pride yes ego that's that's what i was saying that doesn't want to be wrong it's the pride part of ego it's that component of your programming yes that is out of balance yes yes that's that's all i was saying yeah yeah right right It's, it's um it's like this when let's say that um let's say that you shot a guy Mm -hmm. right we blame you for shooting the guy, but it was really your hand for pulling the trigger, and it was really your yeah. finger, right? It's your hand for holding the gun, and your finger for pulling the trigger. Yeah. Right? That's what I'm talking about, right? Where you're not a horrible human being, but maybe your hand and your finger are. 
the bad parts of you, right? Mm. And instead of saying, you know, Lando's awful, we say Lando's hand is bad, right? So like this part of the ego is where this negative stuff comes from only until we reverse that and we change it. Because the thing is, the same thing about dumping sugar in our coffee and um, drinking coffee or drinking coffee in general or feeling like we need something um, can be used for pretty much anything, right? So, like, it can be used on a positive, too. If all you did was eat carrots, like, dude, right now, I want to go get more carrots and apples, juice them and have that because that was fucking delicious today. If I ever want to have sugar again, I want to go have that. That was fantastic, right? Because I juiced a bunch of apples and... um, in carrots today and it was it was it just it was so good right mm-hmm. and i can train my body to crave that too and at least that is a more positive side but it's still using the same components that we would blame the ego or that area of ego yeah. right it's like it's it's like someone getting again okay this is like using murder again but like killing someone with a hammer should we then take all hammers off the shelves? Yeah. Right? No, man. It's not the hammer's fault. Right? If you use a hammer for its purpose, which is to construct a house or to put things together, exactly. a is an amazing tool. Right? The ego, or egos, or whatever you want to call it, when worked correctly or operated correctly, is an amazing tool. Yeah. I agree. But think about a pit bull, and if all you ever did was condemn a pit bull, that pit bull's going to think it's the worst thing on the planet. All we ever do is condemn this thing that we don't really know what it is, and because of that, it feels like shit. So no matter, like, no wonder we feel like crap, too. Because the secret is, we are no different than the ego because the ego is a mirror image of ourselves up to date. Exactly. And if you have that, that's why I'm saying, I'm not saying kill the ego. Just have it in balance. It's really, it's not harder than that. Fucking balance. It's just accounting. It's literally it. Have it in check. Yes. You know, and the big, a big thing, man, I'm telling you, it's not living in your pride. Knowing I can be wrong. I can learn from other people. Other people can show me new things. That's really how a big thing you'll know. Your ego is in check. Because we can always learn. Everybody. We always are doing something in a sense wrong. Where we can improve. We can always get better at anything. It's always. Is if do you want to get better? That's all it is. Because you can always improve. Because you do want to put in the work, time, and effort. That's super true, dude. Yeah. And and the thing is, is that that's all. Um, that's all reprogramming our ego is. Yeah. Is putting time and effort to change the direction in where we're heading. Yeah. That's it, right? So like. Let's say that let's say that you wanted to be a nicer person, not you, but like let's uh, say someone yeah. wanted to be a nicer person, and so they go about their day, 
and something happens that triggers them to want to be awful. Most people would probably jump back to their old programming, yell at that guy, feel terrible, and make a judgment call on whether or not the new programming is going to work and probably choose against it, fall back into their old programming and say that they'll never be nice. That's what happens. But now let's say that that person comes across that, gets triggered, and says, wait, this is just a test. If I pass this test, I can start using this program more and more and more, and it's probably just going to get easier. And they react in a kind way, treat the person properly, get on with their day, and not let it bother them so much. Yes, the very time that you do anything that's counter to your old programming, if you've done it for a long time, is going to fuck you up. It just is. But the more you get used to doing that one task, kind of like how writing or printing your name was fucking tough at the beginning, but eventually you kind of, like, let me ask you a question, okay? Do you know what the difference between beliefs are or, or the difference between believing something and knowing something? How I put it is this, since you asked. Okay. I, I know, I'm looking at a wall right now. Yeah. I know if I fucking run as fast as I fucking can into this fucking wall, I'm going to fuck my shit up. I don't believe <laughs> that. I don't fucking believe that. Oh, I know. I you fucking know. know it. Right. So that, well, I, that's how I look at it. Honestly, I look yeah. at it very blatant and very. I always use a wall. I always use a wall in knowing and belief because don't you know you don't fuck your shit up running into that wall or uh-huh. do you believe it? Because if you just believe it, then go do it and you'll find out real fucking quick. Real quick. Well, dude, like, honestly. Do you want to join just a, a simplified? Yeah. version of that okay do you as an adult human being know how to tie your shoes or do you believe you can tie your shoes no you know how to tie your shoes yeah. you know that's the difference man exactly that's the difference between knowing exactly. and not knowing is exactly. that is the difference between knowing you can tie your shoes and believing you can tie your shoes. Exactly. you know you can tie them Exactly. <laughs> the only reason you know you can tie your shoes is because over and over and over again, you finally finally figured out how to fucking tie your shoes. Yeah. That is it. That is how you know stuff, right? Repetition. Right? That's all it yeah. is, man. That is all knowing is. And knowing is so much more powerful than believing can ever be. I've always said the same thing. Always said the same thing. I couldn't agree. Right? It's just we look at belief so much more powerful, right? Like, I know that I'm a decent human being. I don't have to believe it. Exactly. Right? Right? But the other thing is, is that, you know, I don't know exactly 100% what this is, where we are, what existence actually is, is what, what in existence is actually happening. Mm-hmm. I have no clue. So I cannot say that I know that shit. So I can only say belief. And therefore, to me, because of that, belief is a secondary function, not the number one. And it's almost as if here's, here's the difference. Dude. Knowing is being the target. 
believing is having a blindfold blindfold on and just shooting and hoping that you hit the target. Yeah. That is it, man. That is it. How how are you doing with time? How is your energy? Oh, it's good. It's good, man. Good? Good. Oh yeah. So good. So I am almost done this, which is nice. Or at least done the first part. It's been I would say it's probably been like two it is it has almost been two no not two weeks, but I've barely worked in two weeks and I haven't drawn in a couple of weeks. I got pretty um I got pretty low recently, man. And I just didn't really feel like doing anything. I'm slowly starting to feel better now. I'm slowly like coming to terms with shit, but like I realized something the other day which is what um a buddy of mine I think already knew but he couldn't explain it to me was okay. Think about think about the term like think about what a wizard is right right and now think about in movies and like take out harry potter because that one doesn't count because that's a movie about wizards but like think about any movie out there that has wizards in them besides harry potter and you'll notice one thing and that's they never fight together they're not in packs they might meet for council meetings but they don't ever fight together. They're always in solitary. And that's mm. the last wizard, right? And the thing is, is that that's what I am. I'm not a knight. I'm not a soldier. I'm not any of those things. I fight with Arthur, but I'm fucking Merlin. And for the mm. longest time, it really bothered me that I was like alone. But like understanding that that's just the wizard's life. Like, in order for me to do what I do, it's it's kind of like, um, um, accepting that you can do magic, but, like, in order to accept that you can do magic, you also have to accept the rest of the lifestyle. So, right, I just have to get okay with being alone, and that's, like, the toughest part right so right like think about it like I don't know how to really put it together but I went through a tough time because this um, remember I told you about the girl in China yeah so we still haven't truly in my opinion reconnected since the 3rd of January Um, but we have talked here and there we connected a little bit this morning like she sent me an email and I sent her uh, an email back but we really haven't connected all that much to the point that um, I'm still I'm I'm not comfortable of where we sit in our relationship and um, but the you know like the 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 whole Chinese New Year and then coronavirus has really thrown a monkey wrench into me and her being able to do anything. And because of where she's located, we've barely been able to talk at all. And um, being alone on this end, because dude, I'm like actually truly alone. Like most people get a moment of like an hour or two a day 
No, not even that. Most people probably get like an hour a day of being alone. If they get more than that, they start feeling lonely and want to go find somebody, right? For the most part, dude, I'm the opposite. I might have one or two hours with people. The rest of it is alone. Like today, besides talking to a couple of people via like text message, this is the longest conversation I've had with anybody today. And it is almost 11 o'clock my time. Right? The longest conversation I've had with somebody. And um, my roommate just got back at 9.30. So from Saturday when I was here to 9.30, I was literally in this house all by myself. And unless I went out or found someone to do something with, that was it. Right? So I'm for the last two weeks have basically have just been learning to really, really, really get good with just being me. And that's tough shit. Man. Like most people don't know what being alone really is, dude. But until you actually isolate yourself completely from people, it's, um, you won't know. Yeah, I agree. Well, I, I definitely agree. 100%. Man. It's one of the things, like, it can be very beneficial or it can be the other way. What mm-hmm. it really is based upon is how are you viewing what's your perception on it? You know? Yeah. Because a lot of times, why we even care so much about being alone Subconsciously, it's because we know other people are out with other people. You get what I'm saying? We subconsciously compare ourselves to these other people. Like, you being alone at your house, but say you go on Snapchat, and you see all these other people just out, and they look like they're having so much fun. Bro, most of people aren't having fun, bro. They're not dealing with their problems, bro. Mm-hmm. So they're going out, so they're doing all these things to not deal with their shit. People that are alone more are the most strong in the world. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Because you have to deal with shit. You have to. Because you're not around all these people. Been around all these things, so now you have to deal with your problems. What we should all be doing, not running from them. What we all want to do by always being out, you're running from your problems. Same thing with overeating. Mm-hmm. You can you can eat in balance or go out all the time. Same thing. You're running from your problems. I'm telling you, it's true. Because if so, you would value your alone time. I'm not saying be alone every day. I'm saying have balance. Some people don't have balance. Some people are mm-hmm. never alone. It's true. Never. Right. They can't even be like my friend Juwan. He would tell me like he couldn't even sit at the house by himself. He'd always have to go over to because he had a place with his girl. And mm-hmm. you know, you know, I lived alone. You know what I'm saying? So I know what being alone is. Trust me, I lived alone for seven months. I know what that shit is. You know, like 
know what that shit is. It's one of the things, like, when you really value it, you see the benefit of it. And you see that it has no negatives because you're keeping it in balance. You know, you're not going to stay in solitude every day like you're in a maximum prison. You know, nobody's saying to do that. Nobody is saying to do that. What I'm saying is once you value it, you see what it's truly worth. So whenever you do, whenever you do go out, I already battled my demons. I already battled the demons I need to, because I I spent time alone, not just with you people, twenty five eight, you know, not going through what I need to go through to make me stronger, you know, because everything's a mental game, like you said with trauma. How are you gonna overcome trauma? Not being not having solitude for you to really battle that, you know, really think about it. Because a lot of times, you're not gonna battle your obstacles. Because you're not gonna fear Because you're always even over and over, you know? And whenever you are alone, hate it. You should you should hate being alone. Hey, hey, yo, Every- dude. <laughs> You're breaking up pretty bad. Really? Yeah, at least on this end you have been. I'm hoping it's not my internet. But you were just cutting in and out a bit. But um what were you saying? Can, can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. Is it breaking up? No, it's better now. Okay, okay, got you. Um, No, what I was saying is us not valuing our alone time is us not valuing battling your obstacles, battling the things, you know, that you really need to. Because, yes, it's hard, but you can't run from it. You can't run from your problems. And the faster we realize that, the faster the world will start overcoming the trauma that they, that they need to. You know, because they're running from it. They don't want to. And it's hard. It's difficult. So we run from it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know? It's not easy. It's not easy. You know, to really sit alone and to really think about your life, you know, things you could have, I'm not saying regret, but could have done differently. You yeah. Know, things done you better. did right. Think done better, you know, which we all could have, different things in our lives. Like, it's not easy to to sit there and really reflect, you know, but we all have to. We all need a long time. All of us. In balance, because I'm telling you, that's when you are really thinking the most clearly, truly, truly, I'm telling you, because you're not being influenced, you know, like you might want to do something because your friend wants to think about it. I mean, people only doing things because they're influences 
not because they even want to, because they're just influenced. And from mm-hmm. that influence, they built a wanting, but it wasn't from their own will. It was from their influence's will. They just built onto that of somebody else. And now that's their reality. Yeah. Well, that You know what, dude? I would say that that is accurate for the majority of people on the planet. The majority of people on the planet are afraid of being alone. Yes. Now, would you say that um, every single person on the planet was born um, like you and me? Basically, like two arms, two legs, good working heart, um, eyes, ears, those kind of things, right? Like... What you would think that a normal human being, but there are some that aren't necessarily like that, right? There's some people that are born completely different. And um, so there's really in the sense of the battle of being alone, there's two different sides. There's the people that can't be alone and there's the people that can't find other people to be with. Yes. Those people exist. And I'm one of those people that can't actually seem to find people to want to not necessarily that I want to be with, but choose to be with me. Yeah. I do not have that luxury of people choosing to stay in my life. They seem to get what they need to get and peace the fuck out. Right? So I'm usually like left and stranded trying to figure out what the fuck happened. Right? Yeah. So I've gotten really, really good with my alone time. I'm not really worried about being alone. What my issue is, is when it's kind of like this. Um, let's say that you've been fishing for a long, long time. And every single time that you get a fish on the line, even if you catch it, eventually it either runs out. Uh, I, even if you get it, you can only eat the food for a little while. Right. And then it either goes bad or you finish it or the line snaps and it runs. It goes away. Let's say that you barely ever catch any fish, not because um no fish ever touch your line, just sheer coincidences, right? Like um, you have the fish and it's going to be an amazing fish that will feed a bunch of people and it just catches something on, you know, like it passes a twig or something like that and it fucks up the line and the fish gets away. That's not your fault. It's not your fault that a twig fucked up your catch of the day. Right. Or something happened that fucked up your catch of the day. Dude, that has happened to me my entire life where basically the most important things that I've ever really wanted have been taken away, in my opinion, um, out of my control to the point that I really stopped giving a fuck about thinking that things were important. Mm. Right. Thinking that if I ever thought something was important, that that item would get taken away. Here's what I didn't realize a long, long time, like a long, long time ago that I realize now being friends with people is or being in a relationship with people in general is a two way street. Mm-hmm. You need an equal amount of energy going out and energy going in for that relationship to sustain itself or you're basically giving out your energy to that person. And that energy is getting reflected back onto you. And the only reason why you're in that relationship is because you like how that feels. 
because you like your own energy. And eventually what happens is you run out of your own energy that stops reflecting back. You no longer get the energy coming from that person. That person no longer gets energy coming from you. They get mad at you for not giving you energy or giving them energy and they get out of your life. That's what I've, that's what I've experienced most of my life with people. I agree. Right? Like it's wild. I agree. But, but, but human beings don't see that as they play part. Like, dude, the only way that a relationship lasts, like for two people to be in a companionship, the only way for that companionship to last is if both choose to be in that relationship. They choose to want to be there. It is a choice. And how you make that choice is done by the activities that you do every single day. You can't say that you're in a relationship and only talk to someone three days, but, or, or like three days a week and say that that's your companion and that's your, your friendship. But you talk to somebody else who you probably don't even want to every single day. You're in a more, you're, you're in a more intimate relationship with that other person than you are with the person that you're supposed to be a companion with. Right. It's the choices that we make that define the relationships that we're in, not the mindset. The mindset's the problem. Once we can look past the mindset and go, oh, what kind of friend have, have I really been in this? Then we finally understand what's going on. Right? Like, you know, and, and that's basically it. And, and the other thing is, is that we as beings that more than likely give far more out than we receive, we need to stop doing that shit. Yes. We really do. We need to stop doing that shit. You're just wasting your energy, man. Like, who are you telling? Uh, I, was, I was in a relationship for a long time. I was just giving my fucking energy away and resources and time everything and not getting it back like if I'm sitting here giving you all my energy time and resources and you're my companion wow how would you even want to sleep all the time it doesn't even make any sense I'm giving you way too much energy because I'm wasting it you're not doing anything with it nothing yeah. you get what I'm saying so like you're spot on with that, that we need to be very conscious with our energy because some people are not going to do nothing with it. They're not going to give you that 50% back with that energy. They don't give a fuck. They don't care. So be conscious with your energy because Mm -hmm. you're giving it away for no reason. For no reason. And you know what, dude? Here, I, I want to take that a level further. I don't want 50% back. I want 100% of what you are speaking of. When you say that you love me, I want 100% of that love. I don't want 50%. I don't want any of that. I want 100%. So if you say that I'm a great guy, I want to feel that I'm a great guy when I'm by your side. Yeah. Or... You know, like, you know, like when women say that, oh, this is my boyfriend. I want to feel like I'm your man. 
right? I don't want to question it. I don't want to go like, I don't know. I want to feel it. I want to know for a goddamn fact that I'm the only one for you. Mm-hmm. And the only way that I know that that is that that that's the case is if I'm getting that attention. If I do not get that attention, I'm going to look other places. I already know that. Right? Like, I already, like, but that's what we do, dude. Why would we stay in a spot where we're not getting the attention we want? It's not about grass is greener anywhere. It's about how come you don't have, this is, this is my big one, dude. Why do you have the ability to give that, like, those other people attention, but not me? That's the one that blows me. Like, that's the one that I don't quite understand. How people have the capacity to entertain other people and then say, but I really like you. Well, where, where's my attention? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, do, please do one, one thing or the other. Either stop speaking about me like that or, mm-hmm. and to me like that, or change your behavior. Yeah. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah, no, I agree. I could not agree more, man. But, I mean, as a society, it's just one of the things, like, it's just hard. It's just hard for people, like, because that's what they're programmed to do. They're not programmed to know what it takes to give 100%. A lot of people aren't. They're not built like that. A lot of people just are not built like that, truly, because they're just used to giving people whatever they want to give them, you know, and them always getting 100% back. But they always give what they want to, just what they want to, which is usually what? The bare minimum. Yeah, dude. Like, did we discuss this? Do you know what um, 10 minutes a day is percentage-wise of a person's life? Like, if, if I asked you to give me 10% of your day every single day, do you know how much of that I'm asking you to give to me of your life? Hmm. L- less than 1%. Yeah. But to a lot of people, 10 minutes is a long time. Yeah. 10 minutes is two and a half music videos that they could be watching instead. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, 20, 30 second clips on musically that they're now missing. Yeah. Right. If you can't, if, if, if like, that's what I appreciate about you is you actually put in effort. Right. Like, yeah. You 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 give that um, you give that one percent, right? Ten but minutes. Not, ten minutes, man. That's not that much to ask, and yet it just feels like it's um, it's not even like it's pulling teeth with people, but it's more like um twisting someone's arm going like begging people going hey come on i'm not worth 10 minutes but like and then and then you know what's the best part out of like not being worth people's time 
It's when they call you to complain about the people that you're just like, so that's who you're talking with instead of me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, no. Like, It's time for... I was thinking about that today. The reason why nice guys finish last is because most of the time they're upfront and honest about what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. They're not going to lie to you and say, uh, no, no, baby, everything is cool. I'm not trying to hurt you. Right? The nice guy is just like, oh, well, this is my intention. This is what I'm going to do. And most of the time they're just like, okay, well, we need to take it slow and blah, 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 blah. And then a bad guy comes along and they're just like, well, he's a bad guy. We're supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know, dude. It's, it's, human beings are a complex fucking creature that we barely know anything about and yet we claim to be experts like dude you you are an ex do you know what you're the only like you you are an expert in one thing and one thing only you exactly how much different right how much of an expert you are in yourself is up to you but you are an expert of and, and only of like uh, just you and you and alone, right? Like mm-hmm. you know you the most, yeah. right? And that's what I told my mom. I was just like, look, the only way that I would ever let myself um, speak to therapists in a manner of trying to help me out is if I was in front of them um, lecturing them about my life. Like basically teaching a class about me. Right. And all of the therapists are students in that class. And I'm just in like a professor's like I'm in a in a um, classroom in a, in a university and, and all of the, the students are just um, therapists. Right. That's the only way is if they actually learn from me about me. I do not want to sit in a chair. I do not want to lay on a couch. I do not want to be in a room with them and them asking questions and prodding me. I want them to sit the fuck down. And listen to everything that I have discovered about myself in the last 40 years. Yeah. And if they can do that, then it's Q&A time. But I guarantee you, if I could do that, I would actually help modern psychology grow 50 times. Like evolve 20 years. If they were to just take a moment, sit in the classroom with me. And actually just listen. To do what they are meant to do. Listen and respond. Do you know you know what the only medical doctor is that never um, runs any physical tests on their patients but can <gasps> still give you medicine? That is still... a, psych- a psychiatrist? Exactly. Yeah. Why why is that? The mind huh. doctor. Thank you. They're not even reading your mind. Like I saw this TED talk and this dude was talking about it like these people that were supposedly depressed, they read their mind like they did like uh what was it called? Some scan on their mind. And mm-hmm. like they really broke it down to the people what it was, what the psychiatrist could not do at all. Because they weren't actually getting any type of 
reading of these people physically. No. You know, but they're describing that they have depression and all these other things. But they're not going deeper. No. They're not going deeper. You know? And you have There's to understand a- they need to get paid too. You know they get paid uh, from the pharmaceutical companies. We all know this. It's yeah. a fact. There's a cut. Yeah. 100%, man. It's a business. Exactly. Right, that's why. Like, think about this, man. I remember listening to this uh, this video on YouTube once, just watching it, and they're talking about how these little kids were going to school and they were bringing in, like, outside the school district um, psychologists and bringing it in and interviewing kids in, like, kindergarten and asking questions like, have you ever been in a bad mood? Do you ever feel sad about things sometimes? Right? What fucking kid isn't going to answer yes to that? Kids feel sad all the time. They also feel happy. They feel joy. Right? Like, they feel other emotions, right? But they feel sad. So what they were doing was if a kid ever said yes to being sad, they were then going to the parents and saying, well, your kid might be depressed or your kid might be this. And the parents getting freaked out started putting their children on pills. Exactly. Now, this is what we're not paying attention to. They are still developing. They're not even into puberty yet. And they're giving these kids pills. Exactly. Why do you right? think? Mind control. <sighs> exactly, man. The right, younger but... they can get you, the stronger the hold it's going to be on your life. Uh, dude, there is, there is a quote, and I'm going to get it wrong because it's either by Stalin or it's by another um, Russian. And it's um, the equivalency of this. Give me a child under the age of seven. Sorry, give me the child under the age of seven and I will... They basically say that if you can get a child under the age of seven, you can control them for the rest of their lives. I could not agree more. Yes. Yeah. Could not agree more. Mm Mm-hmm. Because those are our sponge, sponge years. We're not thinking for ourselves. We're just looking at our influences. And from that, we form our lives. Like I'm telling you, I don't care what anybody says. If your parents lived a completely different way, you'd be a completely different person. I'm telling you, there's no way. There's no way. Sorry, my parents did what? I said, if your parents lived... Like, say your parents lived, like, in a different reality, in a sense, and you were in that reality, obviously, with them, you wouldn't be the same person in this reality. Yes. No. You know? Not at all, man. Because those are your sponge years. You're just looking at your influences, which obviously your parents or whoever you live with, and you're taking that in as... Nine out of ten, right. If you see your parents every day eating junk food, candy, you're going to think that's right. Mm-hmm. You're going to think that's right. You're going to think, oh, that's how I'm supposed to eat. That's what I'm supposed to do. That's right, man. You know? Those those are your role models. Exactly. 
right? That's what you see, man. Monkey see, monkey do. We see that shit, we're going to do it, man. Right? That's It's the same thing with dogs, man. Like, one of the best ways to train a puppy to, like, get them how to understand other dogs is to put them with other dogs. Yeah. Right? Because eventually they'll be like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Right? Like, that's all social dynamics is. Right? Which is lacking, too. Like, the concept of social dynamics is lacking in in human nature, and it's time that we started to explore that as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know what social dynamics is, right? Kind of break it down to me. You know, well, which, in, in, my, in, in my opinion, social dynamics is the idea that um, just, like, understanding how we are as social creatures and beings, right? So... We all have like different dynamics, but we all have similar ones as well. So like in the concept of picking up women, there's social dynamics of like certain things that you can do to get women to do things like to to get women to lean one way or another. And the thing is, is that not all women are going to lean this way. You just have to pick and choose and go along the way. And, And the ones that lean the other way, you let them go. And the ones that continuously lean one way because you know the psychology behind it you'll more than likely eventually find one lady that'll go home and sleep with you. All because you understand so the social dynamics of how things work. But it it's really when it comes down to, it's about the value that you show to the world and how you are received. Mm-hmm. Right? And then how you um, you act in the world. So in order to get a higher value... Um, you need to be able to act properly. So people with like autism have a really low value in social dynamics because they don't even know that the concept of social dynamics exists. Right. And I'm talking about not even like, I'm talking about socializing, like they're not even there. Right. But other people can get to the concept of socializing. So like, um, but really what we're talking about is having other people see value in you. Yeah. Right. And that's what we work towards with social dynamics. Um, Sorry, I lost my train of thought with that. Um, But it was about time that we crashed. We've we've been going. We've been going pretty good so far. Like, let's see where we're at. We got to get close, man. It's got to be at like 90 minutes, at least 82. Um, Yeah, I was about to say, I didn't even look myself at 82. Yeah, man, not bad, not bad. Um, what do you got on the go for like tomorrow in the week? Um, I work tomorrow in the morning, um, till about middle day. Um, same Tuesday, I work a little bit Tuesday. Um, it's actually my grandma's birthday. Um, but I mean, I don't, I really got too much going on through the week. Just a little work and, you know, probably going to hit the gym. Not too much. What about you? Ah, fucking same, same, man. Mm-hmm. I got some, I got some orders coming in, mm-hmm. which is good. I got, I like it when like it's not necessarily like a surprise order, but it's an order that comes in that you're not expecting as soon. Oh, it's like getting early payday. It is, man. It is right. Like, ah, oh, man. It's like fucking. So tomorrow. And all I've been thinking about, um, my mantra this whole weekend, which has really helped me um, progress, is it's all going to work out. 
That's all I've been saying to myself when I like go into like a state of worry is it's all going to work out. Exactly. Because you can't see on the other side. That's of, right. But it doesn't even saying? it doesn't even matter why you, it, it, it dude literally can go one way or the other. And a lot of people focus on how it could fall apart and worry more about that instead of going, oh, shit, it's all just going to work out. And as the pieces come in, put them together. Exactly. Right? Like, it's like the baseball player that's up to bat and worrying about hitting a home run instead of just concentrating on hitting the ball as best he can. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm focusing on now is hitting the ball as best as I can. Right? And I'm slowly... And, and now I have, like, a little bit more... Like, that's a good way. That's probably the best way to get more confidence in your swing is not to worry about hitting it out of the park, but to just focus on having the best at bat that you can have. So that's what I make with most of it is I just get the most, um, I get the most out of my, out of my at bats. That's what my focus is. So um, it's not like I was, it was going to be super tight and I would have had to move stuff around. But um, I got a, a call today that's going to make sure that I have some extra spending cash. But my insurance that's coming up in like five days or something like that for car is now paid for. Mm. Right. And I wasn't 100% sure where this was coming from. I just knew at some point it was going to come in. And my whole mantra was it's going to work out. Right? It all works out in the end. So, tomorrow, I'm going to go drop off a delivery. I should be picking up enough to give me my insurance plus spending cash, or at least money that can get me to do more orders, which will then have product ready so that when the next order comes in, I'll be ready for that, and I can just continue moving. Right? And the beauty is, is that this... um, this expense here is the last one that I need until the end of the month when which is and and I only need like under a under a thousand dollars for the end of the month, so I should be able to get that as well right, considering that it's only the it's only the ninth right so I have nineteen days to now collect a thousand dollars that's not hard. We make life a lot harder than it actually is. I think. Don't you think, man? hundred percent. Because like you just said, just telling yourself everything is going to be okay. That's a form of faith. You have to have faith in life. I'm telling that's, you. That's you're going to fucking crumble. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. That's, like that's a form of prayer right there. Yeah, that's just my form. faith. Because with no faith, you're going to crumble. I'm telling you. Because things are always going to happen in your life that you have no fucking clue why they happen. That's out of your control. That's going to happen no matter what you say, do, feel. It's going to already happen. So, you got to have faith in something. Yeah. You know? I agree, man. And the first, and I think the first spot 
that we're meant to have faith that we lose it is faith in ourselves. I could not agree more. We're always doubting ourselves. Yeah. True. Always yeah. doubting ourselves. I can't do this. Oh, I couldn't be this person. Like I you're already no. You're already you're already you're already saying no to yeah. yourself. Exactly. Not to anybody else. Nobody nobody else exactly. is saying no for you. You're the one that's saying no. And you're saying it to yourself. And you're stopping you from being able to have an opportunity to do something that you want to do. Yeah. You do it. And and the thing is, is that you can blame other people like, oh, my mom wouldn't want me to do this. Or my girlfriend won't let me. Or, you know, like someone will be bad. Or my boss will be upset. We make up all of these excuses, but it's us. It was you all along. Like it's the it's the it's the end of the movie and we're trying to find out who the killer of the person was, who the killer of the self esteem was, and they rip off the mask and you and, 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 and show everybody it was you the whole time. Yeah. You destroyed your confidence, you destroyed your esteem. Because the only other person like be, nobody can build your self esteem. That's why it's called self esteem. Exactly. Nobody can build your confidence. Nobody can build any of that shit, man. It is on you. Nobody can build your self-worth. Nah. That's you. Yourself. And the <laughs> other thing is, is self, self-worth is something that, like, here's, here's, if, here's a good way of looking at self-worth, okay? Self, and, and self-esteem and possibly self-confidence as well. Self-worth is something that you collect over time. You come into this world with an inherent value of how you see yourself. And your value grows the more that you collect experiences. Or it devalues the more that you collect experiences. But your value changes the more that you collect. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Right? That's yeah. how your worth changes. Right? The more that you collect experiences, the more your, your worth goes up or down. Right? And, and the results from those make a difference too. Mm-hmm. So like, did you play basketball in high school? Yeah. Okay. What level were you at as a player on your team? Like if you were to go from, you know, like starter to bench player, and then if you were to go on the bench, six man down, like where would you say that you fit on your team? Still there? I'll say six man. Six man? Yeah. Okay. Dope. Okay. So, oh, fuck. Where was I going? What were we talking about just before that? Uh, basketball starter from uh, bench to. Uh, no, no, no. Just before that. Um. Ah, fuck. I completely forget what we were talking about. I mean, I know self-worth, but I don't know. Oh, um, your value on the team, right, was of the, of, uh, the, your value of six, right? Because you were the six man, like that's where you would have been placed, right? So the more time that you spent collecting minutes and the more time that you 
collected experiences of positive and negative, your value reflected that of how you got that on the bench. If you were then slowly to outperform the guy that's in the position that you could take, your value would rise and you would take their spot in the starting five. Right? But you don't get that spot unless you collect experience. And it's not just good enough to collect experience. You have to do well collecting that experience so that other people see your value so that they say, oh, okay, let's put them in this spot here. Right? Your worth, like, dude, your self-worth is, is up to you. Your worth as a human being is up to the collective amount. You have no choice how the world views you. The only thing, and that's why we were given self-esteem, and it's more than likely something that may have been made up just to make us feel good, um, but is um, self-worth or worth is something that we gain through just living our lives. Self-worth is something that is an internal thing that pushes us forward to know where we ourselves think we fit in the world. If that makes sense. Yeah. 100%. Right. So, you know, but, but, but none of them, like your confidence, dude, your confidence is nothing but a collection of experiences that you've had that you've then like, um, you know, the, you know, um, average mean and me, um, mode and like all of those like different ways of like calculating numbers. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it's kind of the same thing. Like um, worth is a formula or an equation of similar ways to get like an average of this. Whereas confidence is the same way, but you're getting an average of like, it's the, it's, it's, um, your confidence is built up of a collection of experiences, pluses and minuses that you then determine of, of who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and how you're meant to act in the world. That's really what confidence does. And your self-esteem is um, your self-esteem is the equivalency of money in a sense or oxygen. The more esteem you have, the more you can do. The less esteem you have, the less you can do. Right? So you need, we need to build up our esteem, right? And then with our confidence, negotiate what the cost of that experience is going to be. Do that experience. If we succeed in that experience, our self-worth goes up. If we fail in that experience, our self-worth goes down. If we fail in that experience, our confidence goes down. If we pass that experience, our Confidence goes up and more than likely if we do well there, our self-esteem rises as well and we get more esteem in our pool to be able to use for the next time. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. So, you know, like our entire lives are a collection is what our self-esteem, self-worth and and, and self-confidence is based off of. 100%, man. And that's relationships too. Right. And dude, you could be the most confident motherfucker at the age of 18 and be the most unconfident motherfucker at the age of 38 simply because of life experience. Yeah. Right. Because you let life start kicking you in the butt instead of actually like continuing. Like something rocked you when you were 21. Maybe your mom died 
right? Or your dad died or like, you know, like what happened with you? You could have easily fallen. Mm-hmm. Could easily rock that. But you were lucky, no offense, that you were young enough to not have solidified all of the rules of life that says when this happens here, this is what it means about me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Right. So you were able to rewrite that and actually um, not succumb to to like if dude, I'm uh, just like straight up. You probably would be a completely different person if your dad passed away last year. One hundred percent. Right, but you had a dope enough mother that helped you see enough light to go. You know what? You're going to, like she made it. She made it so that you knew that you were going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And because you knew that you were going to be okay, you could go out in the world and go. I'm going to be okay. You already had the groundwork of 51% going out knowing that you were going to be okay. That's all you needed to continue. And you turned out okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. And that's why everybody's experiences really shaped them, you know, into the person that they are. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%, dude. Right, like, and and so like you know, and the the most interesting part about it all is that it's up into one you. It just it's you, who you are, who you become. Right, that's it. It's a matter of who. Right, and the more you do one activity, the more you become confident in doing that activity. The more your worth goes up in that activity, the more your esteem goes up, the more confidence you have, the more worth goes up, the more esteem you have, and the cycle continues. It can go the other way too. Right? And we don't ever... um, we We don't look at it as that though. If you know what I mean. I don't know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Right, like, oh man, I keep dropping it. But um, how about we do this? Can we um, can we call it and shoot for another night this week? Yeah, man, that'll work for me. Of course. Dope, 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 man. Okay, um, sign off. Let's go. Going off self worth. You gotta love yourself. That's pretty simple. You know, be strong and just have a very strong intent in what you say and what you do. And don't go back and forth, you know, with what you say. If you say something, stand on it. That's going to make you stronger, you know. And you going back and forth is going to make you weaker. Stand Mm -hmm. on what you say. And stand on what you do. And stand strong. Yeah. I love it. And that's my sign off right there. Get some rest, everybody. Be well. Love yourself. Have, you know, like, allow your self-worth to grow as you live. 
Don't be too hard on yourself. And at the end of the day, look in the mirror and ask yourself, is it better than when you woke up? That's about it. Peace. Sounds good, man. All right, man. We'll talk through the week, okay? Sounds good. You be blessed, my dude. You too. Peace, peace. All right, peace.